Hey, good morning everybody and happy new year. I decided that I wanted to uh, reboot the Optimum U podcast. Um, it's been been a little while since I recorded an episode. Uh, I've been struggling at times with trying to find the right the right time availability to to record and edit and and all that stuff and you know all the all the usual excuses that somebody might come up with about why they should and should not have uh, time and ability to do the thing that they uh, want and should do. <clears throat> So I decided to go kind of informal. I decided to go informal with this one, and I'd rather uh, I'd take the advice of the quote that imperfect beats inaction. Um, I have I have a lot of things that I like to talk about and want to share with people, and um, don't get as many opportunities to to do that as I'd like. So I'm making opportunities. Um, one of my words for, for 2020 is relentless and I'm going to, um, I'm going to be relentless in the pursuit of, um, producing the content that I want to produce, sharing the things I want to share, um, and, and just adding value to, uh, my audience and that's you and everybody that 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 I can reach and and touch and, and everything I just I'm just I'm really excited about the opportunity to just add value I just want to add value add value add value and um, so I decided that what I'd do is I'd re- record um, kind of I don't know however much of an episode I can record on the way to the gym as I drive to the gym and then um, and then on my way back home from the gym so I'll do this in in two parts and it'll be a uh, with a with a break in the middle we'll see how that works out so you're gonna be on this journey with me of, of figuring out the new way of doing my podcast and uh, I'm excited about that um, so <coughs> excuse me so what I want to talk about today is um, is I don't know. Sales kind of was on my mind recently. I've I've had I've long had that uh, I don't know stereotypical stigma about sales and how um, being a salesperson or being salesy. Oh, look, there's a couple of deer I just passed. Um, being salesy is. Um, sleazy and slimy and you know I have all these all these negative um, internal connotations towards sales and I've and I and I spent a lot of time not liking it um, I know part of that goes back to um, times where I've been the consumer and I've been I'm being sold to and I didn't like it especially in situations where I I knew from the get-go that I wasn't going to be able to buy something because um, I was in a in a poor economic status at the time and so I wanted to I wanted to go see cool new things but I didn't want to buy them I mean I wanted to buy them but I couldn't buy them and so any attempts at selling me 
just reminded me that I was unable to purchase and it made me feel bad and um, judgmental on myself in those times. And so th that kind of built in this negative feeling about sales because I didn't like salespeople who wouldn't just leave me alone and, and you know, they're going through all their, all their objections, um, things like that. Uh, I'd also probably relate it to times when I was um, being harassed by collections type of people, you know, because they're, they're kind of, their job is to kind of sell you on the idea of paying your bills. <laughs> so, and, and uh, I had, I had a lot of time in my life where I, I had things in collections and I couldn't pay for it and I, they'd harass me and I'd tell them I couldn't do it. And, and I, again, felt bad about myself. And so I had, you know, yet another experience where I was feeling badly about me in the context of being sold. Um, and then I think the, and lastly is the, um, my experience, some of my experiences as a salesperson, um, early on, I, I worked door to door. I sold, um, Kirby vacuum cleaners door to door. I sold these, um, you know, these coupon things door to door. And I was, I was selling from a place of desperation. I, you know, this was back in those times where I, I wasn't making a lot of money. I needed money. I had things in collections. I wanted to, I wanted to buy stuff that I couldn't buy. You know, all these, all these, um, uh, know, scarcity mindset kind of things that I was experiencing. And so when it was time for me to go sell, I was desperate. I want, you know, I, I, I would, I wasn't there to serve. I was there to be served in the form of you buy what I'm selling so that I can have money. And, and so I know, I know that that was the wrong approach, but nevertheless, I, that was the approach that I had and I felt bad about myself yet again in those scenarios. I would, I would do things that, um, I didn't like uh, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't respect people's boundaries in the same way that I, that I felt disrespected by other salespeople. I was doing the same thing because I just thought that's what selling was. And, and it didn't help that I worked for, in a couple of the, the scenarios, I worked for people that were the self-serving, you know, slimy, stereotypical, you know, quote unquote, used car salesman kind of, kind of people. Um, and, and they're really just finding all the 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 ways and and things to say and things to do to try to convince people to buy what we're selling. And so I had I just had this this overall experience of um sales that you know I, I eventually got to the point where I just said I hate sales. I never want to do sales. I um sales is not me and I if you know, I'll, I will never do a job that requires me to sell again, right? You know, fast forward 20 years, and here I am an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, that's one, that's literally one of the primary things that you have to do is you got to be able to sell. Nobody, nobody can get access to what I have to offer if I don't sell. And um, I've been so I've been slowly and and systematically breaking this 
stigma that I have inside of myself about sales um, and uh, kind of and reframing things in a, in a way that helps me to feel good about sales because when I really think about it there have been you know hundreds if not thousands of times where I was the consumer and I purchased something and somebody sold it to me and I was happy about it. I was glad they were there to sell it to me. I was glad I was able to get what what I needed or what I wanted and um, it the thing that I purchased added value to my life or the lives of my loved ones and I was gen I was genuinely um, enjoyed the process of the sale, right? And um, and the number of times that that has happened far outweighs the number of times where I felt crappy about a sales engagement. But um, for whatever reason, my my brain tended to anchor my memory onto those negative ones. But I can easily recount all these so many times where I felt good about being sold to because it, I was buying something that I wanted or needed and I and and I was well served by the salesperson and all that and I was go okay well that's great and then I can also reframe my memories um, where uh, even in even in the 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 you know the quote crappy sales jobs that I had where I did end up genuinely serving my customer and giving them something that added value to them, um, you know, a vacuum that worked really well and could clean their home better than, um, any vacuum they'd had before and, um, do so, so they could keep things clean with confidence and, and feel good about it. And, and I, and at the time I would, I felt like I, I, won a contest, you know, it's like, I, when I sold to those people, I was like, oh yeah, I, I struck, I struck gold by finding this person, and, and it, and I still wasn't about serving them, even though they were served, I didn't, they, they had the joy of being served, well served, but I didn't have the joy of, um, serving well, and so that was, that, you know, looking back on that, I, I wish that that could have been differently, but I can, but I can learn from it, and say that, there were times where the the act of selling was a good thing. I did well. I served my customer in a good way. They got value, and they were happy with it, and I was happy with it. And the value exchange occurred um, on on uh, good, solid relational grounds. Um, but additionally, I had other jobs where you know working in retail for example there's that's sales you're you're selling you're selling products to customers um it's not as uh as direct and forward as a you know door-to-door sales or outbound calling sales or things like that but it is sales nonetheless and i had um you know hundreds if not thousands of of interactions with customers in those scenarios in which they were buying something, they were glad they were buying it. I was selling it to them. Um, I was helping them better understand products and deals and all that stuff, and they were well served, and I felt good about it uh, because it didn't it didn't feel, you know, air quotes didn't feel like sales. And the and so 
as I reflect on the past and try to reframe my perspective on sales, I'm able to see that the the times that uh, I, I, I did not label times where I felt good about the value exchange as sales because I had sales in as this label for something that felt gross and mean and self-centered and um, and sneaky and manipulative and all the and all these things. But in fact, um, if you if you genuinely classify all of the sales that I did as actual sales, where there's you know there's a, a value exchange, money for a product or money for a service, um, the majority of those scenarios were positive ones. And so when I can when I can properly and accurately label the bucket of sales as what it really is, then the majority of what's in that bucket is the right sort of sales and not the manipulative, self-serving sort of sales. And uh, one thing I've come to learn is that there's a difference. Uh, you can have two people doing the same thing, um, but with a different intent, and the intent matters. And and so the way that that works is there's, you know, everybody has a degree of uh, maturity, immaturity, and self-serving. And some people... Um, do the wrong thing because out of immaturity they don't know they don't know any better at at that point in their life and so they're they're not doing the best or the right the most right or um, or that sort of thing because they are immature some people are self are doing things self-servingly and they're so they're they're looking out for their own good and that's the way I I categorized sales for the most part and then there's the mature way, which is looking for the best outcome for all involved. And that's truly what, that, that's what good sales is, is a scenario in which value is exchanged and it's the best case scenario for everybody that's involved. The consumer gets that which they need or desire and the uh, provider of the good or service is fairly compensated for that good or service, and and that's a, that's a reasonable exchange, and it happens, um, you know, tens of millions of times a day, probably more than that, and um, and it's and it's a good thing, and so I was, at at times I was operating immaturely in the past, and um, and other times I was operating in a self-serving way. And by the way, everybody, we all have all three of those active all the time in some some mixture or another. And that's just the way we are as people. Um, we're no, no one's ever 100% mature or um, and they're rarely 100%. You know, they're, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say rarely. They're never 100% self-serving and they're never 100% immature. Um, unless they're ba you know, babies are 100% immature, I suppose. But... I, I won't get into the nitty gritty of the semantics of that, but just just know that we're you know those those of us who are adults living in the world, we are we have some degree of all three of those at play all the time, um, and and that that uh, I don't know that balance of those three things is different in each area of our lives. You know, 
we might have a much higher degree of maturity and um, lower of the other two in your parenting or in your you know marriage relationship or in your job or whatever but you might have a high degree of self-servingness and and or immaturity in your self-care or your health and fitness or what whatever else you know those are just a couple of examples but anyway back into sales um the the reframing that i've been working on i've been i've been hearing a lot of um my uh virtual mentors and and coaches and things talk about the um the the importance of sales and how people need to do this very thing that i'm doing you know so i'm so i'm reframing how i think about sales i'm reframing how i think about um serving customers because the the biggest the the whole reason that i'm an entrepreneur is because i believe that i have something of value to offer the world that is unique either in its substance or delivery or audience um from that which is available elsewhere and i i want to serve people in in a good authentic selfless you know or you know mature best case for all involved kind of way and um and i'm not going to be able to do that unless i have a way of uh getting that transaction to happen that value exchange to happen which means somebody's giving me money so that i can add value to their life with my offerings and uh and so I've been focusing on on reframing sales in that way, and so now what I'm going to do is uh, I've I've arrived at the gym, so I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, I will give you a couple of interesting analogies that I've been thinking about lately that might help you to um, navigate the psychology of selling in a good way, um, trans transfer the kind of the stereotypical type of behaviors from from immature and or self-serving into the mature space so that you can uh, feel good about leveraging um, tools and systems and um, consumer psychology in a way that is positive instead of feeling like a gross salesperson. So um, that's it for right now. When I get back, we'll talk more about that. from the gym had a good a good workout session so before the break we were talking about the um, kind of the mindset around sales and how the and how me personally developed this um, kind of negative stigma towards sales and then how I corrected that or working to correct that um, by by accurately labeling what sales is and then reflecting on my past experiences to see uh, just how many um, occurrences I've had in my life of uh, the good kind of sales that I 
that I felt um, that I felt good about, that I felt fulfilled by, that I know I added value in, that that both myself as the salesperson and the person I'm selling to as the consumer were both very satisfied with the interaction and also in the scenarios where I was the consumer and was glad that I was being sold to because I got something that I wanted and needed, okay? So, but I also said that I was going to talk about some cool um, analogies and ideas around the psychology of selling. And so one of these one of these analogies or examples, I don't know, that that I've been thinking about is um you know, in sales in sales and marketing there are a number of um tactics and techniques and things that people use that that capitalize on the natural behavioral inclinations and and behaviors of the consumer group right and i and and in my negative mindset i often viewed that as being this like um as confirming that manipulative dynamic right where like i don't i don't it's i feel bad or gross that i would be thinking about how to capitalize on um the subconscious behaviors and, and reactions to things that people have like you know there's there's psychological influences with regard to color and um, font size and certain words like free or um, upgrade or limited opportunity or you know this the whole scarcity dynamic thing all, all of these different things and I always I always just process those as being manipulative but um, if you if you create the mindset that you have something to offer and you're doing the world a disservice by not getting it into as many as into the hands of as many people that need it as possible then you then you get to see okay um it it would behoove me it would behoove the people that I care about serving for me to capitalize on those subconscious behaviors um so I was thinking the other day as I was driving down the the highway, um, driving in the fast lane, I wanted to go past people, and I get these people that that are, you know, not driving fast in the fast lane and should be getting over, but they're not, and they're slowing me down, and I'm getting annoyed by it. I'm like, man, if I was in a um, police car, or at least a car that looked like a police, you know, so you know, if I had if I got a car that was the same make and model uh, of you know local law enforcement, and I painted it black and white then people would get out of my way probably and I wouldn't be violating any rules or laws I would just be capitalizing on the that kind of natural subconscious inkling that they have to oh I don't want I don't want somebody that's law enforcement behind me and and feeling like it's law enforcement even though I'm not and I'm not acting like I am I'm just I'm just using that that um, natural behavior to my advantage and and then people move out of my way and I get to go uh, faster, right? And now I know that in, in that scenario, I'm not, I'm not adding value to anybody uh, but myself. So I'm not, I'm not leveraging that as a, as a full one-to-one um, analogy on sales, but just, just the, 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 the neutrality of using those psychological tricks, um, the 
the tricks aren't they're not trick you know they're not they're not wrong in and of themselves to you know they just are it's just a truth it's just a thing that is people behave in certain ways people react to things in certain ways and there's no there's no right or wrong about that dynamic and so we can use um we can use those dynamics just like i was talking about earlier in in the first half of the show the um that mature and immature and self-serving dynamic you can use those um psychological um hacks or techniques or whatever you want to call them in any of those three ways you can be immature about it and um then it's you know kind of like pulling a handle on a slot machine sometimes you might it might work sometimes it won't you can be self-serving about it if you're skilled and self-serving then you're dangerous um and you can leverage those to to your own benefit and to the, to the detriment of others. And but if you're mature, then you can leverage those those um, those tricks and those behaviors and those things in a way that benefits everyone. Um, you get to capitalize on that natural behavior of your consumer, so that they get what you have to offer and they get value from it, and you can help impact their lives in a positive way. And you get the benefit of the value exchange of, of uh, making that sale. Uh, so, so just from just from a purely, I don't know, tactical, um, technical, I, I don't, you know, non maybe non relational kind of dynamic of there. Because there's a whole there's a whole other world of of sales where you, you know, you're you're tapping into. Um, empathy and and actually caring about your your customer in the sales process and that's and and I might get into that further um, in another episode later but right now this is you know this is just the the um, I don't know the mechanics so to speak where first you got to get yourself in the right frame of mind to actually be willing to do sales uh, that's the first step, and because if you're if you're not in the right mindset, it doesn't matter what you do. You're you're going to be subject to the um, the unintentional level of maturity or immaturity or self-servingness that you have, um, and your sales will be might be okay, might be bad, might you know, whatever. It's going to be more of the same of whatever it is that's been happening for you um, to date because you're. You're just you're you're not intentionally making sure that you have a full understanding of how you show up in the sale in in the value exchange, um, in the in the early part of that value conversation. Um, and and uh, that brings me to the next thing is the value conversation is a is a framework where um, you're you're traveling you're you and your potential customer are traveling this you're navigating this conversation through a series of dialogues okay in 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 the early part of this value of the conversation the dialogue is um as the person that's selling hey i have a thing that you know i have a need that i that i can meet i have a i have an enthusiasm for meeting this particular need and you're putting you're putting that out there find looking for people who um are in a place where they're admitting that they have that need. Oh, I have this need, and I need some, you know I need something to, to solve this problem for me, or what you know what, whatever it may be. 
and you guys bump into each other. Okay, so, and that's, you know, that's through, uh, you know, Facebook ads or billboard or a commercial or, you know, any number of, any number of ways where you're, you're putting your message out there and, and um, bumping into people that, who, with whom it would resonate. And um, then the next, the next stage in the conversation is um, when you are, you now, you've now bumped into each other and now it's about, um, is the, you know, is your, is the service or the product service you have to meet that need, the product or service that I want that will meet the need. And, um, and so you, you navigate that part of that dialogue in the conversation and, um, you're talking and you're, you're also talking about, um, the, you know, what's, what's in it for, for them. What, what is it? Why is it important? What's in it for them kind of thing. And then, then you get to the next dialogue and that next dialogue is where you're talking about the, um, you know, the actual terms and conditions of the sale. Um, I need to take a break for just one second while I get some gas. Okay, back from getting gas. So, the... We went through the... Okay, so there's three parts of that value conversation um, that, I, that I've covered. And, um, and then, so the next part is that you're you become, you, you have a contract, you you know, you sign, you have a customer at that point. So you go from bumping each other, bumping into each other out in public through the declarations of, I have an enthusiasm to meet this need. They have an, that need that they would like to have met. Um, we are a good fit for each other and we've hashed out terms and conditions. And now the deal is done and signed and they're customers. So now they're receiving they're receiving our goods or service and um, and then after that they become they be, they consume that good or service and they become a um, a past consumer who can then come back to the beginning of that value conversation um, with I, I know that you you know into the second you know the second dialogue they just roll back into the second dialogue as they have need or as you have more offerings to reach out and pro- and, and offer them. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably go into this dynamic, the, the whole value conversation and all the, all the parts is um, the, those, those five parts are seeker, shopper, buyer, customer, consumer. Um, and I'll, I'll talk more about those in another episode, I think probably. And um, <clears throat> so the, the the main thing is though on on my journey through um hating sales and feeling like a slimy dirtbag whenever i did sales uh and and feeling like other people were slimy dirtbags when they were trying to sell me starting there and and growing through the process of realizing that uh you know those those were just some of the sales that's not what sales was and that's where i that's where I was um, living was that those slimy gross situations were sales and all the other ones were, um, were not sales. 
but but the reality is that every time we did every time I participated in a value exchange it was sales <clears throat> and um, and that that gives me a context that allows me to to reflect back on all my past experiences in a much better way and see that the majority of my um, accurately labeled sales experiences are good and only a small percentage of them are the slimy gross versions that I didn't like. And it's helping It's helping me um, create a clear context for myself um, to confidently move forward in the world of sales. I have a, you know, I have my products and services and I've, I've reached a point where I have a, a genuine, solid um, confidence that they add value to my clients in a good way and that my clients feel good about having done business with me and, um, and therefore I want to reach more people so that I can positively impact more people and to do so I have to do um, good, I have to, I have to do good sales and sales is necessary, marketing is necessary in order to scale a business of any kind. And um, I know my business will benefit people and add a lot of value to to my um, target audience. And and that's what I am seeking to do. So, so I hope that hearing about my journey, about how I'm processing the, the sales mindset and um, and understanding the the power that those um, mislabeled and subconscious opinions had over my behavior, and those were those were a major block to my success. You know, as long as I hated sales, I wasn't doing sales. Or if I if I if I was, and I felt and, and I got to one of those points where I was, you know kind of backed into a corner where I, you know, I had to have a sales conversation because I would die if I didn't get more business and, you know, or, or somebody was, you know, one of my customers was being so forward with me. They're like, Oh, you know, I want to buy something from you. And I had those conversations. I had to, I had to push my way through and I didn't do a very good job in those scenarios. I've under, um, I've, I've underbid on things as a result of that. And, and I've missed plenty of opportunities as a result of that. So it's been a, it's been a huge um, benefit to me of late to intentionally navigate my thoughts, feelings, and expectations around sales and why they were what they were and how to, how to intentionally um, change them and, and add clarity to my understanding of what sales really is and what sales... Um, really isn't and what qualifies as good sales versus bad sales um, and and being able to accurately label those things is allowing me to intentionally interact with them so that I can become uh, I can adopt a new level of maturity around my sales behaviors and um, feelings so uh, I hope that that can that can help you navigate this thing as well. I know this is one of those areas where um, a lot of entrepreneurs 
and business people struggle because they've had similar experiences and journeys to me of of uh, categorizing sales as just those negative experience ones and not and discounting the the positive value exchange occurrences that have happened in their life that probably vastly outnumber the negative ones. So um, hopefully that can that can uh, you can take that with you, put it into practice, and and reflect back on your own sales experiences and and find a a new uh, vigor for sales and getting getting your stuff out there because. If you're an entrepreneur like me and you've got the ability to add value to other people and you're not doing it because you are shy in the sales department, then you are um, robbing all of your potential clients of the opportunity of getting value from what you have to offer. And as soon as you can put it in that perspective, um, and that's a, that's a perspective I learned from Dean Graziosi um, through, reading, through reading his books and going through his um, courses and things, is, is really putting it in that in that perspective um, of the, the the fact that I'm doing a disservice to my potential customers who I care about deeply um, by by not selling them because if I'm not selling then they're not getting access to what I've got to offer and if they're not getting access to what I've got to offer they're not experiencing the value that I know they could um, from that which I can offer them um, or they're, they're going to be getting something that's um, not as great from somebody else, you know. Uh, and I and I'd hate I'd hate for for somebody to experience a negative um, a negative outcome in their life for to, for trying to pursue what they want to pursue, um, where I could have I could have helped them navigate it in a really good way, and somebody else ended up navig- helping them navigate it in a not so good way because I wasn't willing to put myself out there and um, and sell. And participate in a value exchange because I because I felt like sales was slimy. So um, take that, do what you will with it. Um, I hope that that you can um, optimize your your 2020 with some of this uh, information and and knowledge and and add to your experience a um, a great new approach to this particular topic. All right. So have a great day. I will talk to you later.